So the scripture reading today is Acts 2, 42-47, and can be found on 886 in the Bible. This describes the early church. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And the fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all those who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and distributed to them to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they partook of food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the number, day by day, those who were being saved. Please bless these words to our use. Let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh God, no matter where we came from this morning, kind of what kind of state of mind or heart we might have woken up with today, no matter our condition or place in life, Unite us as one body of Christ this day and open our ears and our hearts and our minds that as we worship and as we sing and as we pray and as we think, we might be transformed by the gospel and by the good news. Amen. From that text, all who believed were together and had all things in common They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. And they were praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. When I moved to Rhode Island in 1994 to pastor a church there, I was quickly introduced to the Ocean State's most famous and iconic symbol, the independent man. The independent man. It's an 11-foot-high bronze statue that sits atop the Statehouse Dome in Providence, perched 278 feet high above the streets far below. The sculpture depicts one lone, muscular, tall man, spear in hand, standing atop an anchor, seemingly the master of all he surveys, a conqueror, a warrior, and above all else, Alone, solo, on his own, and of course, very, very, very independent. Is anyone here from Rhode Island or have you lived in Rhode Island? Okay, so I was there for six years. And I'll tell you that Rhode Islanders love that icon because for them it perfectly captures the quirky and cranky, the fierce and fiery spirit of independence, which characterizes that state and people like much of New England. So Rhode Islanders relished the fact that they were the first of the 13 colonies to declare independence and the last to ratify the Constitution. We all know such iconic cliches and images for this part of the world, especially on a 
pre-July 4th Independence Day weekend, the Yankee spirit of self-reliance and independence, the old man in the mountain of New Hampshire, the minute man of Massachusetts, Paul Revere alone on his horse, always independent. Independence. The declaration that we can take care of ourselves, that we can run our own lives, that we make our own decisions, that we alone are the captains of our individual destinies, the rulers of our individual worlds. Yes, there is something very romantic about this philosophy, and yet there is also a human conceit to this belief, an arrogance even if we are not careful. Because that so-called independent man, he wasn't born on his own. He was shaped by the hand of God in the womb of his mother and completely dependent upon her for life as he fed at her breast. He was taught to walk by a caring father. A patient mentor showed him how to sail and to hunt. A caring wife took care of his home and his children while he sailed those seven seas. He wasn't independent, not really. None of us are truly, fully independent in this life for all our idealized cliches. I would say we are, in fact, interdependent. Interdependent. We need each other, my friends. Need each other. No one soars in this life. No one survives. No one thrives without the love and help of others and without the love and the help of God. In this, our summer of love today, we'll consider agape love. Agape love. That's the Greek term used in the New Testament to describe a wholly different kind of love, a big love, if you will. It's the love we have for neighbors, for strangers, for fellow citizens, for folks who we might not be that close to sociologically or biologically or culturally, but with whom we share this world and life and therefore have a responsibility to love, to be interdependent with It's the kind of love that we showed last week to the 16 folks experiencing homelessness who called our church home for seven days. It's the kind of love we profess for a fellow church member when we make them a casserole or give them a ride to the doctor, even if we don't know them that well. It's the love and respect an office holder is called to have for the constituents she represents Though she'll never know all of them individually, it's the love we are called to have for the wayfarer, the weary traveler, the migrant who shows up at our door exhausted and afraid and in need of welcome and mercy. It's a big love. It's love that says, I need you and you need me and we need each other. It's the quality of love that inspired 13 disparate and different British colonies 242 years ago next Wednesday to come together as one people and declare their independence from tyrannical and oppressive rule. It is love that says sometimes, even most of the time, the common good, the common good is more important sometimes than individual good. It's the love that bound together the early church and faith communities that came together after Jesus left the earth. 
Groups that on paper should never have lived together in interdependent community, male and female, slave and free, old and young, Greek and Jew, rich and poor, but they were all together and they were one in agape love, equal, called to be responsible to and for and with each other in a radical new way of living a common life. As that author of the passage from Acts writes of the early church, all who believed were together and had all things in common. In common, agape, interdependence, the common good. In a very real way, this tension, this struggle even, between the common good and individual good, between individual rights and communal responsibilities, between the lone independent human and the interdependent community members. It's been going on for us as Americans since those folks in Philadelphia dared to declare on a hot July afternoon, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Individualism versus community. Friends, sometimes this is what lies at the heart of the American experiment and the human experiment, too. As I pursue my liberty and my life and my happiness, what do I owe you as your fellow citizen? And so the challenge for us as Christians is that agape love, agape love always asks first and foremost, who is my neighbor? What is my responsibility to the people I share this world with? this nation with, this community with, and especially when it comes to the least of these, the poor and the lost and the lonely and the weak and the powerless, how are we as powerful, as wealthy, as the advantaged, how are we called to live in community with all God's children? Agape. Listen to what the author Brene Brown says about such common love. To become fully human means learning to turn my gratitude for being alive into some concrete common good. It means growing gentler towards human weakness. It means learning to forget myself on a regular basis in order to attend to the other selves in my vicinity. So friends, on this week that we celebrate as a community the gift of individual freedom, so too let us celebrate the truth that we all need each other, that the best way to live is in godly interdependence, recognizing that I cannot fully be who God made me to be unless you as well get to be who God made you to be. Let us be generous in our agape love, especially to the ones in our world who are not loved, who are disconnected from circles of love by war or poverty or circumstance. Because God finally makes each of us, each of us, in common and for the common good. Let all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Our middle hymn is, This is my song, and can be found on the insert in your bulletin. (laughs) 